Hi. Um, first of all, let me introduce myself. My name is Jessica, and uh, this is my first ever podcast, and it's called Oh My God, I Can't. And I thought before I even delve into some of these hot topics, it would be a good opportunity for me to give you a little bit of insight as to how I ended up here, right? Because I think most of us do things, and we end up in, in situations where we're doing something, but we don't really think about how you got there, right? Have you ever done something in your life, whether it's like maybe rob a bank or <laughs> something really fucked up, and you realize, how did I get there? What was the motivator? And I think it's important for me to share what brought me here, because I think oftentimes we don't really take the time to think about those moments in our own lives and how maybe a pivotal moment um, really can shape the way for how you see the rest of your life, right? So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a total Gen Xer. I grew up, I was raised by MTV. I was a latchkey kid. I was the child of the 80s and a teen of the 90s. And, um, you know, all things grunge were definitely part of my upbringing. And I grew up with a phone glued to my ear, and it was <laughs> the one that was in the kitchen. And then later on, we transitioned to the cordless phone. So you know who I am, and you know me well. Um, one thing that sets me apart from everybody else is that I don't do social media. I don't believe in it. I think it's absolute bullshit. Um, there's an element of inauthenticity in social media that I just can't swallow. And it's this idea that people take these moments in their lives where they look the best, um, they're all posed, and 10 years from that moment, they can reflect on that picture and go, oh, that was a moment. But if you take an opportunity to think about what was going on, the picture's bullshit because it doesn't really speak to what the reality was. And it's why I've never been able to get behind social media, because number one, I, I think I'm interesting. I just don't think anybody else thinks that I'm that interesting or interesting enough to even care about what I had for lunch or um, you know what I'm going to be doing later in the day or my Pilates class or where I line up politically. I just don't think that it's something that's ever appealed to me, wanting to put myself out there like that. Um, but about 10 years ago, I had this opportunity where – I was sort of grappling with what was going on in my life, and it's something that many of you may have experienced, and I just want to say that oftentimes this presents itself in different ways for different people, whether it's a divorce or whether it's like a horrible breakup or whether it's losing a job. Um, for me, it was 10 years ago and just realizing that I wasn't feeling well all the time, and it sort of became my normal where I would get up in the morning and I was exhausted. I would work all day, and I was even more tired than I was when I started, and then I started to notice that there was a weakness in my legs. I just, I knew it was there, but I wasn't necessarily ready to come to terms with what that meant. So every year I would go to a physical, physical and I would talk to my doctor and I'd say, God, you know, something's off with me. I'm just not feeling well. And every year they'd tell me the same thing. Well, you know, a little diet and exercise and making sure that you manage your stress levels. And I would leave there and I would know, leave there knowing that oh, what they said wasn't, it was bullshit. There was so much more to it. So about four years ago, um, after years and years of the same thing and just numbness in my legs and tingling in my body and just fatigue that was just, it was almost debilitating at times and just knowing that something was wrong. I got on, I did what everybody does, which we shouldn't do, but I'm always a proponent for it because it worked for me as I got online and I diagnosed myself. And what I, what my diagnosis was is that I had MS and I would go on all of these websites and every single symptom was something that I'd experienced or was experiencing at any given moment. And I remember thinking to myself, like, gosh, I should probably tell somebody about this. And I went to my doctor and I said, you know, I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like I have this. 
I feel like I have MS. And I remember a couple of doctors looked right at me without even asking for symptoms and said, you don't have MS. And I remember thinking to myself, yes, I do. I do. And it wasn't until about four years ago that I was at my job and I was just doing nothing. You know what you do when you're at your, your job, just one of those average days. And I was standing there with a colleague and my legs gave out. And I remember it was... I remember the feeling of it, but I remember the look on my colleague's face, and the look of horror on her face is what really scared me, because I could see it. And I remember she asking me if I had breakfast that morning, and I remember saying, no, I didn't. And that must be what it was. I was probably just faint and hungry. And then I know in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I never eat breakfast. I don't know why I said that. I know that there's more to it. And... Um, a couple of weeks would go by and it would be the same thing and it started to happen more and more frequently where I'd be blow drying my hair and my legs would buckle. Or I'd be getting out of bed and I'd take three steps and all of a sudden I'd be on the ground. And I kept saying like, maybe I'm having a nerve issue. So I went to the doctor and I said, listen, this keeps happening to me. I have MS. And it was the same thing. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, it wasn't until it got really, really bad that I was hospitalized for like eight days. And they thought that, um, you know, maybe I was having some kind of weird calcium deficiency and maybe I was having a nerve issue. And um, they did an MRI and the doctor comes in the room and he says to me, super nice guy, he looks at me and he goes, you were right, you have MS. And I remember at that moment, the first thing that crossed through my, crossed, that crossed my mind was like, I felt vindicated. I felt like, oh my God, I've been right. Here I am, again, high school <laughs> graduate, barely two years of community college, and I diagnosed myself with this disease where other people couldn't really come to terms with it. And I remember that moment thinking to myself, like, okay, I've been right. And it was just this moment where I realized that my life was going to be so different from that moment on. I didn't know how, but I knew it was. And, you know, I spoke to this doctor and he talked to me about the new normal, which is so horrible and so cliche because it's just so boring about how I needed to make some life changes and that eventually maybe my faculties would start to give out and what my life would be like. And I remember him talking. I remember looking at him. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was if I could get a handicap placard. And I remember I made him so incredibly uncomfortable. And that wasn't my intention. My intention really at that time was, you know what? This is fucked up and it's totally unfair. And if I can at least park in a decent spot everywhere I go, it's the least the universe can do for me. And that was sort of the beginning. And it was the beginning of where I started to say things that were, I mean, I've always spoken my mind, but I did it in a way that made people uncomfortable. And what I thought was really interesting and amusing was that I was making people uncomfortable about my own fucked up reality. And that to me was even funnier because I would say these horrible things and people would look at me and say, that's not funny, Justin. I think, well, no, it actually is kind of funny. And I remember the first time I went to um, see a specialist, an MS specialist, and I walked into the waiting room, and I'm not joking, it was almost like the world was playing this horrible cosmic joke on me. You walk in, and you mentally prepare yourself because you think, I'm going to walk in there, and everyone's going to look just like me. And I walked in there, and I swear to God, everybody was in a wheelchair. And I thought, oh my God, this is so fucked. This is exactly what's going to happen to me. And I remember sitting with the doctor, the neurologist, and just saying to her, like, you know, how long do I have before I'm one of these people? And she said, well, you know, it's a research hospital. It brings people with the worst cases. They come from far and wide. And, you know, a lot of these people have ALS. It's not necessarily MS. They're all neurological issues. But I think you're jumping to conclusions. And it was at that moment when I spoke to her and I started giving her my perspective on just my disease and where I was and how, you know, I, I, it was just such a fucked up thing, but at the same time, there was something so freeing about knowing that there was something wrong with me, and there was a name associated with it, and I didn't have to pretend that I was normal because I knew that I wasn't, 
And that's kind of how I'm here. I mean, I think that it gives me an opportunity to really just look at the world through the eyes of somebody who just decided at the worst moment in her life that, you know what, there's really no time for bullshit. And if it's funny, it's fucking funny. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's not. And that's kind of what this podcast is about. It's just an opportunity for me to sit down with you guys and just to talk about what's going on in the world. This isn't about MS. MS is just the thing that brought me here. It could have been, you know, like I said earlier when I was talking, it could have been a divorce or it could have been losing a job or it could have just been a midlife crisis. This was just, this was the medium that brought me here. And, you know, I think throughout all of our conversations together and just digging deep and figuring out how do you move forward from the worst thing that's ever happened and look at the world in a different and a unique way. And that's kind of what I wanted to bring to you. So um, I hope you enjoy it and um, I hope that we get to spend some time together.